The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The best eater burger, the bad apple with the bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad hunters, bad taste, bad lie, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Barilla Palacio, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny knows that the kids are going to school tomorrow. They break it in for a whole new school year. So tonight she honors them by smoking a frosty Keith Cone in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags. They're ready to drive away with some kind of vacuum shake. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side. Bed bugs up down. What a mess. The tides are tattered. My brain splattered all over Manhattan. Shadoobie shake out. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell. And Carver High is running it tonight. Get you caught up on uh, baseball. Rays on the Red Sox, 8-3. to three. We'll talk about the Red Sox in a minute and all their problems. Uh, Xander Bogarts left the game with COVID in the middle of the game. Pirates and White Sox tied at twos in the sixth on the south side of Chicago. Yankees and Angels are underway in Anaheim. Scoreless going to the bottom of the second. Phillies have taken the lead on the Nationals. They were trailing, but are up nine to five now. Top eight in D.C., Orioles just beat the Blue Jays 4-2. There's a stunner. The Blue Jays were like minus 330 tonight. Uh, the A's blowing out the Tigers 9-3. Rangers lead the Rockies 4-1, top six. Cubs 2-1 on the Twins, top six. Indians 3-0 on the Royals, top seven. Padres, Diamondbacks, scoreless, top two. Brewers already out. Two-zip on the Giants, top two in Oracle. The Mets won the day game, scoring five in the ninth to win 6-5 over the Marlins. And then they won the second game, 3-1 to one at City Field. Getting set to go, Dodgers and Braves from Chavez Ravine. And Astros Mariners in Seattle. So... As far as the Red Sox go, Bogarts left the game with COVID in the middle of the game, left the game, just walked out the field, and he's got COVID, and he's done. And so, I mean, it's unbelievable how many guys on that team now have COVID. And the thing that was interesting to me was I actually saw Dan Shaughnessy, the great writer up in Boston, slamming the team for saying that, they were all like anti-vax and that they were one of the very few teams in baseball 
that refuse to get vaccinated, right? Like, have you heard this, Carver High? And that they uh, essentially, he even said they got what they had coming to them. I did not see this. So so some of the guys on the team were basically saying we don't need it or or whatever the deal was? Yeah, like the anti-vax Red Sox wow. are now stricken with a bad case of COVID in the organization. And I saw it. I mean, I'm sitting there reading it. I'm like, what is going on here? I didn't know all that. And we welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio, it's Pharrell and Avenge. So here you go. Way to go, anti-vaxxer Red Sox. One of six teams not on board. Now they have lost Xander Bogart's official dumpster fire. Great leadership. They totally deserve what is happening to them. Boom. And, um... So, and then another one, this is so embarrassing for Boston. You opened the season celebrating 100 local healthcare workers, but didn't walk the walk. And then the mention of Bogart's testing positive. So this is not one of these situations with, uh, you know, the quote unquote breakthrough cases of guys who are vaccinated uh, getting it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of these guys, but. Well, so Shaughnessy wasn't done there. Uh-oh. A couple hours ago, he said uh, Urban Meyer admits vaccination status was a consideration in player cuts. And Shaughnessy said, good. Yeah. And the, no, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> the NFLPA is looking into it uh, that. Yeah. What Meyer did was illegal. Yeah. You well, can't cut players <laughs> based on COVID. You want to know what Meyer did? He said what every other coach in the league was thinking when they cut all their players today. Okay, that's what Urban Meyer did. Now, probably a mistake from Urban Meyer. I don't know what they can actually do with him, but he said what everybody else is thinking. I made some moves based on guys who were vaccinating, guys who weren't. And if you could put all these other coaches in a room and not print it or not, you know, put it out on social media, they would tell you the same thing that Urban Meyer did today. So your boy... uh... Our buddy Jim McBride is allegedly the guy that broke the Cam Newton story. No one else, not Schefter, no one else. I mean, they give credit to that guy for everything. But your boy, and he's a he's a good reporter, don't get me wrong, but Jim McBride broke the story. And yes. Shaughnessy said, great job by Jim McBride. So I think your boy, uh, Dan Shaughnessy, clearly the, the, a the big guys, The big guys were given... Uh, Jimmy the credit today too. Uh, either Schefter or Rappaport. One of them said credit Jim McBride, Boston Globe. So they they did throw him the bouquet. Well, good for them because uh, I've always loved uh, Jim McBride for all events. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Kids go back to school tomorrow, Carver High. We've got uh, Gunner in an 11th grade now, a junior, and the chopper in 8th grade, ready for a phenom breakout season balling, where I anticipate, uh, without a doubt, her dropping somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 points a night in her games. No one will stop the chop. And she means business. Like, you have never seen anything like it. Forget school. <laughs> I mean, this kid can ball. I mean, like, nothing you've ever seen. It's the craziest thing. But they start school uh, tomorrow, both of them, and it's before Labor Day. And then they got all kinds of vacations over the next three weeks. Literally, there isn't one full week of school for the next three weeks. It's like two days, then three days, then two days that they go because of all the uh, religious holidays. There's a lot of religious holidays around here in New York City. That's As correct. You know, I've never seen anything like it. Like, so you grew up with that, right? Like all those vacations all the time? Yeah, I feel like it's, I don't know how it works in terms of when a few of the uh, Jewish holidays fall, but I always remember them being late in the month of September, and now they all seem to fall earlier in the month. At least when I was a kid, I, I'm not sure how it works, but yeah, this seems really early for all the holidays. And like Olivia doesn't start till I guess not next, not Labor Day, the Monday after the twelfth, uh, the thirteenth or something like that. So she doesn't so, start till then. You know, when I grew up as a kid in. Uh, Pittsburgh. I got to tell you, I got to be honest. I don't ever remember having all those Jewish holidays off. I just don't. Maybe I did, and I just don't remember, right? But, like, I don't ever remember once ever being off in high school or junior high school for any religious holiday. I, I really don't. All I remember was you didn't go to school at Christmas, right? Like, you were off for that. You were off for Thanksgiving. That was it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't ever remember anything like that. Now, I remember, for the most part, I mean, just about everything. Like, I grew up, I told you a million times. So when I was a little kid, I lived in Valparaiso, Indiana, northwest Indiana, right by South Bend. And um, it's like an hour from South Bend or something like that. But that that's just a uh, like a location in terms of a point of reference, right? South Bend is where Notre Dame is. So um, it's outside. It's like far outside of Chicago. 
Valpo. It's you know you go right up from Valpo into Gary into Chicago. That's how you that's how you roll. A lot of people would work in Chicago that lived where I lived, and I don't ever remember. I I remember grade school, and I I just don't remember any of that. Like now, how can I remember grade school? And I remember, like you know, uh, kids or whatever that I grew up with. And then I remember all that. And then I remember junior high. I remember high school, all that in Pittsburgh. And uh, I remember everything. I don't remember that. I don't remember having off all these uh, religious holidays. I just know that I moved to New York City. And ever since I've lived here, I've had, I mean, more holidays for religious reasons than anything I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it makes no sense to me. It really doesn't because no offense to anybody, but like, do they do all that stuff for the Catholics or, and for all these other religions? I'm just being honest. Like I'm asking you, they don't do that for anything. I've never understood it. Like, I don't understand why it gets preference or like some kind of special religious holiday. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Do you understand that at all? Like, I'm not even being mean or anything or vindictive. I'm just saying I just don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, I'm not sure how they decide what gets uh, chosen and what doesn't. Um, it, it, I believe in terms of the, uh, the Catholic way, I, I think that they consider Christmas and Easter, obviously, as the and Easter being on a Sunday. They sometimes will give you that Thursday and Friday. Um, do they? Because I don't. I don't. Uh, they, 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 don't they don't give. They don't give. They don't. Well, they don't give you off specifically for and in Catholic. It's, it's you know Holy Thursday and Good Friday. They don't. They don't specifically say that's why you're off. They bill it as you know the spring recess. You know, but they always oh, they always oh. build their spring recess around the Easter oh. holidays, even though they're not specifically giving you off for said holiday. That's well, what listen, usually goes I, on. I encourage uh, the Jewish religious holidays because it means I don't have to go to school if I'm a kid. Right. Yes. You know, like if everyone gets off because you're having a Jewish holiday, I'm all for it because I don't have yeah, to go but, to school. But but this year it kind of backfires on you because you got a situation like your kids where, I mean, you're going to school before Labor Day, which is around here unheard of. I mean, you're. You're talking about usually you got to at least get the cruise to Labor Day. And then, and then after that is when you got to start going back to the grind. Right. I mean, you got the kids rolling in now on the Wednesday before Labor Day. They got three days of school. Like, it's like, what's Labor Day weekend anymore? I mean, this is just, I mean, it's over. It, this is it. Yeah, it's over. It's over as of today. So I have to listen. It gets worse, this story. So, um, you know, I got Primo, you know, your boy Primo. Yeah. Do you know who Primo is? I think so. Primo Donna. I got your boy Primo Donna living upstairs here. Uh, the young gun who is a good wow. basketball player in his own right. But Primo Donna uh, gets driven to school every day. Mm. Like I have to drive him to school every day. I'm not getting got a, a, you, got a, you don't got a bus over there or, or what? I mean, the bus rolls at 7 a.m. Oh, well, school you know, starts at eight. Boys got to get up minute. It's a 10 minute drive in a car to the school. So he's like, you know, 
Primo says, I'm not, I'm not getting up at 6.30 to get on a bus at 7. You're going to drive me on the way to the gym. Hard ass. All right. So All right. I drive him, and then I go to the gym, which is right near the school. So uh, it's like probably two miles from the school. And I, so I drive him every day. Primo. I just want you to know that I never, at where I grew up, and you know, I used to walk three miles with no shoes in the snow. <laughs> I literally had to walk to school. There, there were no buses in Pittsburgh yeah. where I lived, and I you had to all the kids walked to school or their rich parents drove them, which was really the primary uh, mode of transportation. Now, I I will just admit now at at this ripe age that I used to drive with my friends that lived across the street from me, who all ended up in federal prison for murder. They, uh, we drove together in, in like their cars and we would smoke pot the entire way to school. So when I got to school at 8 a.m. for uh, like homeroom and high school, I was completely baked. I mean, I reeked of weed when I walked into the school. It was a complete mess. And that was every day. My, made a my statement. parents were like, you walk. You're going to walk is what you're going to do. Hard ass. And I'm like, all right, no problem. I walked across the street, got in my buddy's car. Uh, but that used to be, and that and that school. used to make it so much more of a big deal when somebody got a car. Like when one of your friends got a car, uh, it was like it was on. You know, it's like in Fast Times when Judge Reinhold gets the car and everybody, you know, everybody just waits to get their hands on those keys. It meant so much more back in the day. Now it's like they basically pick you up in front of your house. I mean, it's just, there's no more of that. There's no more of that. I, the kids can drive to school. I think they're maybe their senior year. I don't know. Is it junior and senior year? I don't know. It's Pharrell on a bench. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, Pharrell on the bench, and Rick Haro's with us, the sports business and legal insider on Sports Grid, uh, Coast to Coast, and Pharrell on the bench, and many other shows on the network. Rick, uh, I got to ask you, I, I want to get into the sports betting stories that you ran this week and, and go down the litany of them in order of secession in terms of uh, they each have their own intrigue to me. We'll start with Barstool. They opened their live uh, betting app in New Jersey uh, last week. And uh, how do you think that's going to go, that they're taking on uh, the big boys? Now, I know that they're in uh, cahoots with Penn Gaming, and then I know the score 
and Scorbet will be involved in that as well because they're part of that company now after they were purchased by Penn Gaming. How well do you think those two apps will do in all the states that they end up uh, playing in? Uh, never count them out. You know, this is a company that's going to retail. They're doing some stuff as far as uh, restaurants. Uh, they uh, taking on the big boys. That's fine. But uh, there's room to go around, really. You know, we just had a study that said that there's a $4 billion revenue this year from gaming uh, in the United States alone. You know, who'd have thought it in May 18 before the Supreme Court decision? So I, I, it's a... You know, it's 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 not uh, a demand for total control, but they'll get their market share. So I just want to give people an update. Rizzo just hit a home run. They're looking at it. The Angels don't believe it's a home run. It hit the top of the wall. I thought it was a home run. Uh, then again, I'm a Yankee fan, but I thought it went above the yellow tape. Did you see it, uh, Carver High? I got to see this here. That's I'm waiting uh, that's for the. I'm, I'm watching it right now. That's on top of the yellow. I think and where does it bounce? Back on the field? Watch. It bounced back on the field. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a signage there. I mean That's close. That's on top of the wall. Is that over the wall? I think it's on top of the wall. My guess is it's not. I think that's not a homer, but that's just Yeah, me. I think I'm, it's but they told him it's a home run, but they're gonna review it. I'll bet they pull it back. All right, Rick. Let me uh, ask you about Tennessee. You say that uh, they've hit a low point in July as we head into September, but they go back a month and look at the numbers, right? So what happened in Tennessee? It fell off dramatically? Well, dramatically, yeah. You know, it's about uh, 17% uh, down uh, from $174 million in June. So they're, they're still okay at $144 million. But is the f- uh, fifth... A major state that lost revenue relative to the year month before, but yet you know that that's a it's a that that in Tennessee is not that big a month for for gambling. I, I will bet you that September, October, November, especially with the Tennessee Volunteers and the Titans starting to play again, they'll be okay. So they just gave him a home run, uh, Rizzo, and and you got to look at that Carver High and tell me. That that's not, I mean, that hit the yellow, <laughs> that hit the yellow on top of that wall. That did not go over that wall. <laughs> that's just yeah, another replay that, mistake. I don't, I don't know why that's a homer. I don't know why that's a homer. I, I really don't. It's, it, it, it is so amazing. Last week I was doing this on the air, Rick, where we talked about replay and I think I talked about it even with you. It's simple. Well, it's yeah, like, we, were, we were doing it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see this, but we were doing it exactly a week ago. You were railing then. And I was saying they can't even get the replay right in New York. Why even have it? I mean, when I see, like, the, I remember last week it was a play at the plate, and then there was a play at second base, two in a row, and both of them were called wrong. And then the both replay, uh, you know, verdicts were wrong as well. I mean, there wasn't a person in the entire building that didn't think they were both safe or out or whatever it was. I don't remember, but I remember – um, I just remember we were screaming and yelling about how the calls were wrong, and then the, the replay was wrong as well. I think they just got that replay wrong. All right, so uh, let's talk about ESPN trying to uh, sign a 
$3 billion sports betting uh, partnership. And they're basically, what, talking to everybody? Yeah, here's the deal, which I find very intriguing. You know, usually when you create a bidding process, you have the asset. You lay out what you think the number ought to be. You send it to everybody. And they all bid on uh, rights, like the NFL and NBA and all, uh, everything else. But the media are, are the are the, uh, the biddies, let's say. In this case, uh, ESPN lays out a number, says we're going to take all our content, all our eyeballs, all our shows, all our platforms, and we're going to offer it to one gaming company, whether it's FanDuel or Caesars or Penn Gaming or DraftKings or anybody. Here's the price. Bid on it. Now, it hasn't been successful yet because we don't have one a bidder. We don't know when the contest is closed, so to speak. But it is a very interesting idea that rather than being kind of for all people, they're going to try to do it just with one exclusive company. And as I just said, it's a $4 billion industry. you got legalized gaming in 32 states right now. So it's a lot different than it was a year ago. Well, you know, it's funny. Today I was on um, the air and we talked about how the NFL basically has partnered with every major sports book and literally all of them. I mean, you name it, BetMGM, uh, Wynn, uh, you know, all of them. And then they left off uh, FanDuel and DraftKings. Meanwhile, both of them are partners with the NFL as well. Who aren't the NFL in bed with when it comes to gambling now? It sounds to me like, because I heard a number like that they're going to make $270 million this year alone off of betting sponsorships. I think that's conservative, to be honest about it. I heard that number two, and I really think that before the end of the season, it's going to be a higher number than that. And again, if you de- de- define enough assets, enough property, and it's the NFL, so you can do whatever you want, but uh, they're going to have as many partners, um, as you said, as they want. Years ago, when I was doing the NFL stuff, you know, if you touched gambling, if you wanted to do stadium stuff and you uh, go to Indian gaming or Indian land uh, and you looked at Indian uh, sponsorship or casino sponsorship, you couldn't touch it. NFL wouldn't go near it. They said, you know, good luck, get your stadiums funded, but you can't use that. Now, if you don't, you're leaving money on the table. Well, in terms of Florida, where they certainly have the Miccosukee and the Seminole uh, tribes that control gambling, uh, now they're inching closer to legal sports betting uh, statewide. And that means they'll have more licenses for people that aren't on the uh, res running the casinos, right? Correct. And I remember 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when we were trying to get uh, all of our deals done and the Miami Heat and the big sports betting uh, pushes always were at the end of the legislative session, April, May, this year's it, next year's it, look at everybody doing it, and nobody got it done. DeSantis cut it cut a deal in April, uh, fully operational by October or November. From the Seminole side, there are a lot of other companies and a lot of other uh, 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 racetracks and other organizations that are eligible to be part of this stuff by the fall as well. So how about the deal uh, with the Fiesta Bowl and Caesars? Uh, That's an enormous uh, entity in itself. They're going to have 
fan lounges within the stadiums for the Fiesta Bowl and the guaranteed rate bowl, the uh, titles, uh, I guess, partner of the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl parties and joins in the annual uh, Arizona Bank and Trust Fiesta Bowl kickoff luncheon as a presenting partner. What aren't they in bed with when it comes to gambling? Uh, no, but nothing. But the good thing about that, as I told you, is that this is a trend where we're going to see, I'm pretty sure, all of the major bowls connect with an individual gaming partner. And then you have the gaming partners who have uh, facilities in the stadiums who will say, look, that's our deal. They're going to define what is theirs. Is it the team? Is it the stadium? Is it the bowl game itself? And we're going to play that game out until all of the bowls are covered. So, uh, speaking of bowls, to me, the Miami-Alabama game at Mercedes in Atlanta on Saturday is a bowl game. Uh, that kickoff game, whatever you want to call it, is enormous. Uh, certainly for Miami, it is that they're uh, kicking off their season against the defending national champion Alabama Tide uh, in Atlanta. Are you willing to bet on the Canes with the 18 and a half points or whatever it is uh, to up to 20 points now to cover 20 against Alabama? Yeah, I would do 20 because of Derek King. And by the way, it's the NIL Bowl. You know, it's, it's Young and King who probably have the two biggest NIL deals of any college athletes in the country. Uh, I think, and you and I are both on the same phase of this as far as fandom is concerned, Miami's got to stay close. If they stay close, they end up, what, maybe 14th, 15th, 16th in the country at the end of this week, and then they keep moving up. If they get blown out, uh, they start the season in a hole that they may not be able to recover from. Remember two years ago, they lost that close Florida game, and, uh, you know, you look back and you wish it had been, been different, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Saturday. All right, we'll come back with Rick Harrow on the bench. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pharrell on the bench. We're talking to Rick Harrow, our sports business and legal insider from Harvard on the bench and on sports grid. So I got to get your uh, opinion on this, in my view, ridiculous statement from the PGA about these people yelling Brooksy at DeChambeau and that they're going to be banned from, uh, golf tournaments or just, I guess, the playoff or I don't know what the whole deal is with it, but what? They're going to throw them off the golf course? Yeah, like if you scream it while you're at the event, you can be removed from the event. 
I mean, I got to tell you, Rick, that's the most ridiculous thing. What is next? Um, they're going to. Uh, so first of all, I talked to you today about quiet rooms in tennis. That that's strike one. Strike two, you're not allowed to yell Brooksy at golf tournaments. Strike three will be uh, fans aren't allowed to clap anymore at sporting events. I mean, you have got to be kidding me that this candy ass is so sensitive. This tough guy with his 400-yard drives is so sensitive because you know he went and cried to the PGA that he's had enough of people yelling Brooksy. He's had enough of it. But you know what? He brought it on himself. He brought it on himself with his constant drive-by uh, photo bombing of Kepka, and he said, "You know, said I'm in his head, living rent-free." He asked for this the same way Javi Baez asked for Mets fans to give him hell for giving him the thumbs down. I cannot believe the PGA Tour is bending over for DeChambeau, and they're going to kick fans out that yell Brooksy for golf tournaments. If I honestly, if I were a golf fan, I would never go to another golf tournament as long as I lived, if they made that rule. Yeah, except it's too much fun to watch. I I guess I could agree with you as a matter of principle, but there are a couple of separate points here. One is he did bring it on himself. He's gone from somebody that half the people like and half the people don't to uh, 10% like and 90% don't. So I agree with that piece. Uh, But I also agree that the PGA Tour, kind of like what Carver just distinguished, you're not – you're not going to have uh, a, a card-carrying monitor that said you said something bad, so you're never going to get into a tournament again. But uh, you know the the ejection. Can you imagine if that happened at Bethpage during the, uh, the U.S. Open when they were giving it to Sergio? And and the, the the way to deal with it, I think, is the way Mickelson deals with it, which you know he he received some of that grief early in his career. But he embraced it. He turned around. He, you know, clapped to the fans. He acknowledged the fans, and they turned positive on him. That doesn't mean that it has to happen all the time. But I, I, I tend to, to agree with you. Uh, it's getting a little soft. It's getting a little sensitive. But this is not, this is not wrestling. This is golf. So you, you got, you got to have a little bit of decorum. But I think they're going too far. I agree. Oh, but it's okay to have the uh, waste management uh, open in Phoenix where everybody gets drunk and hammered and yells obscenities and screams on the 16th hole for four days. That's okay, but nowhere else are you allowed to. But then they provide on these golf tournaments, on these courses, all day, every day, they provide tents filled with booze. And they, they, I mean, they serve up more booze there than they do at a college tailgate party. There is more booze at a golf tournament than any sporting event on earth except maybe NASCAR infields. I mean, you know. Yeah, and I do think, well, here's the other thing, too. Uh, uh, it was you know, 98 degrees in Baltimore. It was stifling. Uh, it's a long day. Uh, and no, no excuses, just to, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, the course is 7,400 yards. It was massive, even though they brought it to their knees. Everybody's drinking, a lot of area, a lot of fans. Fans are back for the first time. So it was a recipe for exactly what happened. So what do you think is going to happen starting – I mean, we've already started college football with that anemic first weekend last weekend. Uh, Oh, you mean week zero? Week Week zero. Week zero. It was a week zero. 
uh, it was a weak uh, slate of games. So now week one is going to start tomorrow night and then Thursday, full bore. Uh, Saturday, insanity. So what do you think is going to happen with regards to tailgating and COVID? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, you know, I'm not Dr. Fauci, uh, but, uh, you know, just because you're outside, it doesn't mean that, uh, that you're not uh, susceptible these days. We're in the unknown because we don't know how the variant's going to transmit in just worldwide social settings where, you know, six months ago it would have been unheard of to do what we're now going to tolerate and allow. There will be a lot of stadiums. They're going to require masks in New Orleans when the Saints eventually do get back, whenever that is. Um, and uh, there are a few other stadiums that are doing it, like uh, Allegiant in, in Vegas. Uh, others will, but your issue is a different one. You know, the ta- tailgating outside, um, you're not going to be able to regulate mask wearing. Uh, you could if it's a public mask order anywhere in that county, but that's not the way it is. So we'll have to see. So uh, key global advertising markets have recovered from a covid is that true? Like, so everything's back to normal now, and all the losses have been, uh, you know, taken care of, and everything's back to making money? I don't believe not that. Not back to no, no, not back to normal, but it's rebounding. A 52% increase in the value of the second quarter bookings exceeded the same period by that much. Quarter one was up that uh, 52%, and so the bottom line is it's going to take a while. Uh, for example, ESPN has $800 million on the line in college football advertising inventory as the season gets underway. And so the rebound is happening. The answer is no, it's not all the way back, but it is coming back. StubHub partners with uh, Lowly to offer Bitcoin rewards on ticket purchases. It's just more and more that we're seeing the crypto and the, and the Bitcoin uh, coming into the sports scene. Oakland A's. San Jose Sharks, Dallas Mavericks, they're formally accepting Bitcoin as a payment method. And more and more of these companies are getting more Series A investment funding. Then you have FTX, which is a large cryptocurrency company. You know, they are sponsoring the Golden Bear Stadium at UCAL for $17.5 million over 10 years. Not to mention the deal they're doing in Miami. It's a $135 million 19-year deal. They remember they used to be the American Airlines Arena, and now it's the FTX Arena. So what is this? Uh, Tyreek Hill, C.J. McCollum, Mikey Williams all team up with Lace Clips. What is Lace Clips? Uh, yeah, multi-year deals to uh, deal with a uh, company that monitors uh, distances travel, jump height, steps, RPM, pivots. Like, like what Whoop is doing with the PGA Tour. You stick it on, and it monitors your performance, and it's real-time data, which is really important. So uh, Walsh just hit a three-run homer for the Angels. The nightmare continues for the Yankees in Anaheim. They lost the last two in Oakland at the Astray. Lost the first game last night, 8-7 to the Angels. Now they're down 3-1 to the Angels. I think Walsh just hit a... Uh, three-run homer. That's exactly uh, what happened. Form swim goggles have added augmented reality workouts. What the hell is that? 
Yeah, that's an interesting piece that I just wanted to stick in there just to tell you that we're doing all of this stuff. So you put your glasses on if you're a swimmer. You pay $180 annual fee, and you get real-time performance tracking metrics while you're swimming. It's founded back in 2016 with the entrepreneur Dave Eisenhart, who was a professional swimmer, and it's a new way to train. So if I'm swimming, I just want to survive when I get to the other end. I don't know what my tracking score is. So uh, believe it or not, Pharrell swims every day, Monday through Friday, I swim. Uh, on a 50-meter pool, and I hate it. I do it every day after I lift, and I shoot baskets for an hour, and then I I lift, and then I swim. And I the swimming at the end after you've lifted weights is brutal. Uh, once you get going after like four or five laps, it's easier. The first couple laps are brutal. Uh, yeah, but look how say, fit you are, man. It, everybody's excited about your you know physical condition. It's like you're you're marvelous. You're you know, at your age. What? Yeah, well, what listen, you know what 34C said to me tonight? <laughs> she said, what? She said, quote, uh, something to, along the lines of, you need, she said, you need to get out more. All you do is work out and play basketball and do those stupid shows of yours, end quote. Wow. Like, wow. I, mean? uh, I go, oh, you Good. mean like, so I don't, I, I'm out the door at seven every day, I'm in the gym grinding, soaking wet, running lines, shooting millions of shots, lifting weights, swimming. And then uh, I come home and I, I go to work and do two shows that pay the bills and, and all I know. And then I took the kids to the Philadelphia Philly game over the weekend, but I never leave the house. I don't, I don't do anything. I'm, I'm worthless. I, and I need to, you know, get out more. You know what I need to do? I need to get out and maybe pick up a lover. How's that sound? You know, maybe I could have like a little, side piece down the street or something maybe i could because i if she wants me out of the house more i could go on runs maybe and see it what do you think carver high pick up a curly friend little side action he's, he's quiet he didn't want to get in the middle of this oh, yeah, <laughs> he didn't he want to touch this one man in the middle of everything he wants to get in the yeah. middle of everything but let's i don't want to hear I it work out every day and i'm like uh, you know it's one thing to say you do nothing when you don't, when you don't do anything, but I work out every day and play basketball till no end. Do I play basketball and constantly? And then I'm playing in a league as well coming up in October. All I do is go play ball and work out and leave and do things. She says I'm here too much. She says you do the show too much at home. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Drive to? You want me to drive four hours a day in bumper to bumper traffic so I could sit in rush hour doing my TV and radio shows? That's what you want. Maybe she but here's the thing, me, Carver, I, this to have is, a lover. Stop. This through. is the exact opposite of a week ago because when you were getting static about going to Philadelphia for the Philly game, uh, she said to you, "All you do is play basketball. All you do is play basketball. You don't do anything else." So now and all I'm you do is do the father. show. Horrible father. Horrible father. Hey, sounds like a sounds like a. Listen, you've been blamed for everything, Harold. Don't even tell me you haven't. Your wife blames you for everything. Sounds like a lover's quarrel to me. All right, that's all I want to do. I want. I don't want to get in the middle of this one. This one. This one will end well. This one will end well. Mark my words. Uh, here's one. Michelob Ultra committed a hundred a million to women's sports for Women's Equality Day. Do they give out the money in the quiet rooms at the U.S. Open? Yeah, yeah. You got. You got to stay away from the interviews. That's it. The quiet rooms at the U.S. Open. I know you don't like that. We're going to have to test that one over the next few days and week. 
Yeah, listen, I, I got to tell you, uh, I have nothing nice to say about that at all. Uh, nothing at all. All right, Rick, great stuff this week. Um, I will catch up with you next week, and I'm trying to figure out when I can come down there in October to uh, golf and live at your mansion. That's a deal. Maybe we tee it up mid-next week. I'll call you. All right. Uh, see you later. Rick Harrow, ladies and gentlemen, our sports uh, business and legal insider. Uh, here's Marsh, who's hitting 400 over his last 20 games for the Angels, about to uh, build on the Angels' 3-1 lead over the Yankees. We'll get caught up on all the West Coast late-night scores on the bench. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Astros, Mariners scoreless, Brewers kicking the Giants' ass six to nothing. I bet on the Brewers tonight. Padres, Diamondbacks, scoreless. Indians kicking the Royals. That's a 7 0 Cubs, 2 1 on the Twins. Rangers, 4 3 on the Rockies, top eight. Braves lead after 3 1 0 at Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers. Angels, 3 1 on the Yankees. That one's in the fifth inning already. They're flying in this game. Actually, not. They started at 9 40. So, do you think I'm wrong about this uh, golf problem no, with DeChambeau? No. Why is I, I, this guy? I got a major problem with this. Well, everyone hates him. Everyone hates him dead. And why does he get special treatment? Why, why is the entire PGA stopping for this guy? He's a clown. I, I think that the, that the guy who got the story the other day about how he was going to go after the fan in the tunnel after the playoff, and then he stopped short. And the whole, I, I guess for, for that getting out there, the PGA now says, we, we got a bit of a problem on our hands. We're going to put an end to this. Bryson clearly is complaining behind closed doors as well. And you know what you know what happens now, Scotty. And this is going to be very hard for them to police because when you're at a huge event where there's thousands of people out on a golf course, somebody can yell that from anywhere and unless everybody in the crowd is going to dime them out, it's going to be very hard for them to police that. Unless now, someone's and, going to and, finger are we going to have the finger the we're going to finger the guy out and point at and, him? And you know what else is going to happen now? Now that everybody knows that it bothers him so much, what do you think is going to start happening? We're going to do it more. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a couple knuckleheads who get really drunk by the 16th, 17th hole. They know they're going home anyway, and they're going to start lighting him up. And that's what's going to happen. I hope they drive him nuts, and he ends up in a rubber room, and he, he ends up going to sleep in a quiet room at the U.S. Open tennis. It's on the bench. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.